That was that was fun. That's good. Looked like you guys were having a good time praying together and talking and stuff. That was awesome. So, hey, open your Bibles to uh, John chapter 20. We're going to start there again. I know we kind of did two messages last week and talked a little bit about being sent, but we want to go there again. And a few of you weren't here last week, so I'll kind of review. What we talked about from this passage last week, we also went to a different one, but we won't go review that one. But John 20, we're going to read the whole section here, uh, verses 19 through 23, give the context. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you to open the Word of God as we read it right now to our hearts. Say, so this is Jesus, He's risen from the dead, He's back talking with His disciples. So that's where we're at. We're at the kind of His... the. 50 days or 40 days where he was visiting with the disciples before he was ascended to heaven. It says this, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And as he said this, after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. That must have been cool, right? Jesus breathing on you. Doesn't he still breathe on us? Man, breathe the Spirit on us, Lord. And then verse 23, If you forgive anyone his sins, they're forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they're not forgiven. That's a passage nobody preaches on, and neither am I. (laughs) As soon as I figure out what that means, I'll let you know. Uh, So, I want to focus here on verse, uh, what is it, 21 again. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. As. That's the key word there. So just as God the Father sent Jesus, Jesus sends us. That's pretty wild if you think about it. If you think about that word as, you know, when you, when you have that word there, it means, it means the same. It means you do it just the same way. Can you imagine that? that? That Jesus says, just like my Father in heaven sent me to the earth, I'm sending you to the earth. He's got a mission. God has a mission and... His answer for the mission is His children. is the children of God. The people of God. That's, that's the answer for the mission. The sentness of God. Now throughout the book of John, here's the deal. It's over and over again, it tells us Jesus saying stuff about Him being sent. And there's actually another passage where when Jesus is praying in John 17, where He says, Hey Father, hey Dad, Just as you sent me, I'm sending them. It's really just incredible if you just meditate on that. God is sending me, Jesus is sending me, just like the Father God sent Jesus. Hey, I'm a whole lot important than I thought. (laughs) Really? That's That's part of what that means. I'm pretty important in the kingdom of God. Again, I'm not putting myself higher than I am. But I'm not, I better not put myself lower than I am. Because I, I need to know who He is and who I am. Don't, let's not, 
you know, it's actually pride to sell yourself short. Pride is not just thinking more highly of yourself. It's actually thinking less of yourself. I'll have to steal from Spirit Wars. Oh, Ronnie, you weren't here. You didn't hear this one. I'm gonna, uh, you'll have to catch up on it. So I'm not trying to point out Ronnie. He, had, he was working. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, in Spirit Wars, he'd been talk, he was telling this story about you know, someone not understanding that you know, God loves us so much, basically. And so that we shouldn't talk bad about ourselves. That we should actually love ourselves. Love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, if you're having a hard time loving people, you probably don't love you. Because you love your neighbor as yourself. You're not going to be able to love someone else more than you love yourself. You've, you've got to experience the love and have the love of God in your heart, the Father's love, kind of what we were singing about, several of those songs that Lisa picked out for us. And I threw one in that had the same theme as all I did was go, hey, this looks like there's something going on here. You know, the Father's heart. But I receive, but I can't give out what I've not received. I can't, I can't export what I haven't imported. So I've got to have the download. I've got to have the download of God's love so I can, I can share it with someone else. And so, loving yourself is good. That's a good thing, to love myself. You know, we take care of ourselves. We, we value ourselves. That's not being prideful. That is being exactly who we're created to be. He used, Chris used this illustration. Chris Valaton, if you're a guest, is the one that leads this study. We watch it on a DVD, and you don't have to listen to Pastor John on Wednesday, just on Sundays. It's amazing. It's so awesome. Okay? Um, and if you don't like Pastor John, you just come on Wednesdays, because you know he's not going to talk. He's going to put somebody even better on. Okay? But Chris is telling this story. He, said, he used this illustration. He says, if someone paints a picture, and we hang that picture on the wall, and I start talking bad about the picture, oh man, that's the ugliest picture I've ever seen. I can't believe that whoever drew that thing or painted that thing, what were they thinking? Who is insulted when I tear down the painting? The painter, the artist, the creator. So when I tear down myself, when I don't love myself, who, who am I speaking against? It's not against me, it's against Him, because He made me. So it's good to love yourself. It's good to love yourself. And so Jesus says, as the Father sent me, I am sending you. That's part of it. Jesus knew He was loved. Jesus was fully saturated in the love of the Father. That's how God sent him. God sent him in love. I'm going to, he didn't say, I'm going to send you in judgment. He didn't say, I'm going to send you even in power. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave. So it was in love that God sent. So he was full of the love. He was receiving the love. What happened even when Jesus... We're off the notes here. I don't know why I was looking for him. <laughs> what happened when Jesus was baptized? What did God show up and say out of heaven? It says, a voice came said, you're my son, the one I love, with you I am well pleased. And then he was sent out to do the work of the ministry. So that's the starting point of being sent. That's the starting point. In order for me to be sent as 
Jesus, I have to be sent in the same love. So I have to receive the love and then be able to give that love. So I need to love myself. Jesus did love himself. He knew he was valuable. He knew he was the Father's one and only unique Son with him from all eternity, not uncreated in perfect fellowship and union with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. However that works, we can't figure out in our heads. But that's what was happening, perfect love and relationship. And God said, that's why creation happened. God said, man, I've got this perfect, awesome relationship within myself, Father, Son, and Spirit. I need to share that. I need to share who I am and what I have in myself with creation. They need to experience that love. So I'm going to create those that can share in the grace and the goodness of who I am. And of course, the story is, if you don't know it is, you know, mankind falls away, turns away from God. But God says, I don't care. I'm still going to go after you. I'm going I'm to reach out to them. I don't care how bad they've talked about me. I don't care what they've done. I'm, I'm going to send my only son so that I can restore what was broken by sin. It's awesome. So it's a rescue mission. Jesus was sent on a rescue mission. He was sent on a, on a love mission. He was sent on a healing mission. It was a restoration mission. So the same thing is happening because Jesus says, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. If you're a child of God, you're sent. If you're not a child of God yet, you can become a child of God by receiving that love, receiving that forgiveness, receiving what Jesus did on the cross. It changes everything. It changes your life. You're a new person. You're not the same old, whatever your name is before. You're new. And then you're lifted up. You're raised up to a level that Jesus says, hey, you're my son or my daughter in my kingdom. Boy, that's a, that's a high level. That's a high level in all of creation. I mean, what does Jesus say in the book of Ephesians? He says, hey, God raised you up with Christ and seated you with him in the heavenly realms. That in terms of the whole universe, I'm sitting next to Jesus. That's crazy right there. That's something special. That's something powerful. That's something important. And so the same way God sent Jesus, he says, I'm sending you. You know, I'm a light. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And then what does Jesus say to us? You're the light of the world. Why why is he, he says that? Oh, because I'm sending you just like I came. So I'm the light. While I'm in the world, I'm in the light of the world. But when I'm gone, you're the light of the world. So he's gone. He's going to come back. But he says, you're the light of the world. Have you ever had someone say, you need to be light? You need to be salt and be light? That's not what the Bible says. The Bible never says, be salt and be light. The Bible says, you are salt and you are light. So it's not about trying to become something you aren't. It's about living out of who God has already said you are. That way, I'm not trying to measure up to some standard. Jesus says, I met the standard. I have lifted you up to that standard. And you live from where I have lifted you up from. You know, one of the things that uh, we did something different last night. Okay? Everybody know what day was yesterday? It was Halloween. You know, you know what Halloween is? It's the day the Lord is made. I saw somebody post that on Facebook. I'm like, that's awesome. That's, we need to get up. I, sometimes as, as Christians, you know, it's like, look, I, I am totally against celebrating any part of darkness. I'm not into that. 
I don't participate in darkness. I'm not into that. But I am the light, so I don't need to be scared of darkness. I don't need to be run from darkness. I don't need me to go, oh no, what's the darkness going to do? Because I'm the light. The light of God is in me. His, his presence himself by the Holy Spirit dwells in me. So I, my, what my job is, is if there's a day celebrating darkness, I just need to shine my light. How has God called me to be me? That day, and for everybody that's different. I don't know how that was for you, but the first place that God calls us to be our lights is where we live. The first place God sends you is where you live. You're sent first to where you, like you live because God sent you there. I know you think you picked that place out. I know you think you like this or that or the apartment was affordable or whatever was the case or it, it fit the right, you know, the budget uh, or you like the front door, whatever the reason is. You like the big backyard. I don't know. You like the small backyard. You may have thought, I picked that out, but God says, no, I sent you there. I want you there. It's important that you be there. And if you live while you're there, as if you were sent there, you will live differently. So last night we tried something different. This is totally my wife's idea. So I want to give 100% credit to Ashley. Okay? Because see, I'm the... We all know this. If you're a guest here, welcome. Um, I'm not the social one. I know it looks like I like to talk, but I like to talk and not... You know, that's it. This is it. This is how I like to talk. Okay? <laughs> I do all right at it. But, you know, we start a conversation one-on-one, I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay? So I'm not, a re- I'm not the first relational person. So I'm not, like, I'm not like looking for something to do. Here's a great example. Yesterday was my daughter's first birthday. Uh, now, last Halloween, I was in the hospital shining my light, uh, you know, trying to sleep my light, you know, as the birth of our new newest little girl, baby girl. And so yesterday we had a birthday party. And so we had, you know, several people over for the birthday party. If you didn't get invited, I'm sorry, I didn't invite everybody, but um, our house can't fit everybody. But so we had our birthday party, you know, we had, you know, mostly family and a few friends or whatever, and a gang load of kids all over the place, running, screaming, doing all kinds of things. They weren't screaming in pain. It was like joy. Um <laughs> Screaming with sugar. It's like a whole another decibel, that level that goes. Here, let's see. We, we had like sugary snacks and before we had cake and ice cream, okay? For, I don't know who planned the birthday. That was my wife too, okay? <laughs> so here's the deal. We have all these people all afternoon, you know, it's a party. And then everybody, you know, has to leave and go do whatever they're doing. And I like sit down and go, man, I'm, I'm wiped out. And... <laughs> Man, that was that was that was tiring. And my wife says, "I am totally hyped and excited." What are you talking about? Because here's the deal: being around people energizes her. It's like, oh, I get around people. Yes. And for me, no offense to anybody, it's nothing personal. It's just introverted people that expends energy to be with a bunch of people. Those of you that are like me know what it's like. You know, if you're around a big group afterwards, you like go take a nap because you're like, oh my gosh, that was that was so taxing. <laughs> Okay. So last night, my wife, my wife had this idea earlier in the week, said we're going to try something different because we want to be the light in our neighborhood. We want to be intentional about shining our light in the neighborhood. So we pulled out a table, never done this on Halloween, pulled out a table, we bought a bunch of cookies and frosting and stuff, and we're like, we're going to like personally meet everybody that comes up to the house, and we're going to invite the kids to decorate cookies and, you know, 
we bought the store-bought ones so people wouldn't be freaked out, you know, like, hey, what'd they put in those type thing? You know, H-E-B cookies and frosting, and we just had, you know, the porch light on as much light as we could get out there, and we sat outside our front door, and we said, we're gonna, we want to meet people in our neighborhood because we're being intentional because if I'm sent to my neighborhood, I need to know first, what do I need to do? I need to know my neighbors, Right? How many of you know your neighbor's names all around your house? There, there should be eight neighbors around your house. Now, if you live in an apartment, you may have a whole lot more neighbors. <laughs> okay, but just pick the closest eight. <laughs> Do you know your neighbors? Now, some of you live in your country like I know all of them. There's nobody. Okay, you get a pass. Okay. But do you even know your neighbor's names? I didn't, I, I went to a conference, they challenged us, and I'm challenging you, so I, when I give you the test here sometime soon, you can pass it and not fail it like me. You know, I'm like, how many people, of all the people that live around my house, you know, the, the street behind us, and the people beside us here, if that's six or eight people, six or eight houses, how many do I know? Uh, well, I know that this neighbor for sure, and, uh, I think I met this one one time, I think I've seen this person over here, um, I saw, I've, I've seen their car at least. <laughs> I'm assuming they're in it <laughs> when it's moving, okay? And so I, we didn't know many of our neighbors. And in a pastor's conference, a majority of us, if we say there's eight people around us, and again, there's different numbers, most people in 90% knew three or less in the room of 150 pastors, Okay, that's how our culture is now today, though. That's that's pretty much the uh, the United States culture it used to be. You used to know your neighbors, but now we drive everywhere for everything. We don't have to have everything right around us, and so the people that live around us, we usually just we usually just drive past each other, right? We drive because I go to church over here, I work over here, I hang out over here, I go to the gym over here. Well, if you go to the gym, and you know, I do I do this over here, and then I just come back to my house. I turn on the light, come inside, turn on the TV, and sit down, and that's what I, that's how I interact with my neighborhood, right? Okay. So here's the deal. If Jesus sent me, I have to be intentional about the light. So it was awesome. We set it out and looked like no, like our street was like black. It was like nobody's lights were on. It was like all the people are like, and nothing against you if you do this, but you know, you turn off the light because you're like, I didn't buy candy or I don't want people coming or whatever the case is, okay? And you're like, I'm turning off the light. Um, but we sat down, so there, look, I'm like, man, this is a dumb idea, you know? <laughs> Why don't we, we bought 36 cookies and we're going to have to eat them all ourselves? I mean, that part was decent, but. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we tried some and we ended up, we met several of our neighbors. One, they weren't right next to us, but they were down the street. And, and get this, there's two, at least two other boys in our neighborhood that are exactly the same age and the same grade as Evan. Two other first grade boys. Ding, 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 ding. Hello. Is Jesus talking right now? We're sent. So if you're going to be sent, you're first sent to your neighbors. Get to know your neighbors. I'm giving you a warning. I'm giving you the... the the pre-study question for your quiz here when we do this, you know, that you can learn, who, learn their names, get to know them. You're not trying to do anything with them, just get to know them and love them, see what happens. You know, it's not, it's not a bait and switch where I'm going to get to know you so you can come to church with me. Well, if they do, great, but don't do it just for that because then you're not really loving them, you're just trying to get them to do something. 
And you know what? We all know we need, we need more love in our heart. It'll make us desperate to love, right? Because we get to know someone new. And you know what? Everybody you meet, you don't love everybody you meet. Or you don't like everybody you meet, do you? I don't. <laughs> everybody I met here, I like. <laughs> don't get off too, too much off track. But, I mean, you get the idea. It, you're going to be pressing into God for some people. Go, God, I need to love this person. How do I do that? It's got to be supernatural. I mean, everybody loves the people they like, right? That's easy. Jesus says, even the sinners love who, who loves them. That's no big deal. It's like, who loves their enemy? So I'm sent as Jesus was sent. Let me read. I'm going to read a few scriptures. Oh, we may just do this. I don't know. Um, I've got a bunch of them. I'm not even going to read all of them, okay? I just printed these off the internet, okay? So there's nothing, no special research here. These are most of the scriptures in the book of John that talk about sending or being sent where Jesus is. And the first one is John. It starts off with John the Baptist being sent. John 1.6 says, these aren't on the screen, okay? So <laughs> you're just going to have to listen. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. It starts there. And then it says, he came as a... A witness to the light. He wasn't the one that was going to come, but he was talking about the was going to, one who was going to come. But listen to Jesus. Here, these are pretty much quotes of Jesus. Most every single one of these um, were about Jesus. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the Spirit without limit. John four thirty four. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of Him who sent me, and to finish His work. John 6, 29, Jesus says the work of God is this, to believe in the one he sent. John 6, 57, just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. John 7, 16, Jesus answered, my teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. John 7, 28, I'm not here in my own authority. But he who sent me is true. John seven twenty nine. I know him because I am from him and he sent me. Jesus speaking of the Father. John eight twenty nine. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone for I always do what pleases him. John eight forty two. I have not come on my own. God sent me. John twelve forty four. Jesus cries out, Whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. John twelve forty five. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. Get that one right there. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. Remember, I'm sent as Jesus is sent. So all these apply to me. Oh, I think I got one more. Oh, as you sent me into the world... Jesus prays, I have sent them into the world. John twenty twenty one. as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And that's only like a few of them. Man, the book of John is all about, being, about Father sending the Son. And so we can pick up a couple of things by looking at a few scriptures here. So I want us to look at first thing. The first part of Jesus being sent was that Jesus was sent and came to please God and to do His will. So as I am sent, I am sent to please God and do His will. Here's, these scriptures are on the screen, Cooper. So John 4.34 says this. 
I read this one. It says, Jesus says, my food, my sustenance, what keeps me going is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. The next one, John 5.30. Jesus says, by myself, I can do nothing. Remember to apply this to yourself. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. John 6.38. For I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. John 7.18. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man or a woman of truth. There is nothing false about him. Is there? Let me see. Is there one more that goes with that? Yes, the one who sent me is with me. He's not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Look at those right there. Did you write down the references? <laughs> you can read them at home. So it's John 4.34, John 5.30, 6.38, 7.18, 7.21, so I am sent with a purpose, not for my will, but for his will. You know, my wife sends me to the store. I don't know if your spouse does that to you. Does your spouse ever send you to the store? It can cause problems, okay? <laughs> it causes problems sometimes. And if you don't have a spouse, maybe a friend or whatever. You know, if you go shopping for something that's not, that you're not going for, it's not your will that you go, Right? Right? You're not going for what you want, right? You're going for what they want. Because you're sent to do something. Okay? So my wife sends me to the store sometimes. There's all kinds of things I see. And my wife doesn't like to send me to the store. Here's why. Because I always buy something that I want. And I'm just talking about the grocery store. I'm like, oh, man, that would be good. She's like, we didn't, I didn't give you money for that. And I'm like, well, I bought it anyway. Because <laughs> I wanted it. But... You know, when I go to the store, and if I, if I go to the store, again, we have the money, you know, we have a grocery fund, we'll just say. So we use Dave Ramsey, it's all cash, all budgeted out. I encourage you to budget, um, do that. So we only have a certain amount of money for groceries. So she gives me $20, says, I need this, this, and this, and this from the store. So I know I have $20 to spend, so I make sure to blow it all. <laughs> okay? But if I go to the store... And I decide to do my will with the $20. I go, man, you know what? I really, I need some Virgil's cream soda. I like Virgil's cream soda, a root beer. So I'm going to get a case of those things. They're expensive. That's already five bucks, right? So I got that. And then, oh, man, I really like chips, too. I got to get me some Doritos, okay? Get me some Doritos, a couple bags of Doritos. And then... I'm like, why, why am I even here? You know, I start, when I start shopping for myself, I forget the reason I was sent. And so I'm like, buying all this stuff. Now, if I come back with Virgil's cream soda and Doritos and I don't know, what else do I want, people? Um, popcorn. And let's say I get, I want a steak too, because I'm cooking myself a steak. Okay, so I get a steak and I spend the $20. Now, what I'm supposed to get was tortillas, a can of corn, and some ground beef, and milk, and cereal for the children. And <laughs> if I come back 
with soda and Doritos and popcorn and a steak just for me, (laughs) my wife will not be pleased. (laughs) And she'll say, go find your own blow money and spend that on soda and all that other stuff because I am sent for a purpose. I... What I'm sent for, I need to do the will of the one who sent me. And I find that if I get focused on what I want at the store, I tend to forget. Hopefully I've written it down, but I'm like, what did my wife even send me here for? And I think sometimes it's like that way with God. We get so caught up with what we want, with our desires, that we don't realize that I've been sent for a, for a purpose. And the $20, the blessing of heaven that he gave me, was not for me to just spend however I want just because I want something. And I'm not saying God doesn't give us things we want. He certainly does. But there's times where he says, look, not I'm sending you for a specific purpose. Jesus says, I'm not here for me. I'm here for the one, for the will of the one who sent me. I get to go, I get to be sent as Jesus. So I got to be connected. You know, yesterday for the party, I had the exact same thing. Husbands, we, we, we don't, I don't know, I don't know, there's a disconnection that happened. It was when sin came into the world, okay? And like the, the wife tells us something and we walk out the door and it, it's gone. It, it's, been, it's been stolen by the devil, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to blame the devil it's, it's not that I wasn't listening, okay? And so I had that happen yesterday. It's like my wife sends me to the, to the church building to pick up some of her supply, paint supplies. And so I get here, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know I was supposed to go upstairs. So I go upstairs for, I'm not going to, I don't want to call, okay? I don't want to check in and go, ooh, I knew you'd forget. So I'm like, and there was a couple things. I, we were borrowing a table. I, I checked out a table from the church. I checked with the pastor. He said it was okay. I could borrow one of the church tables. Okay? Just like you borrow them, too. And so I checked with myself. I, I got to get a table and a couple other things. And then there, I was like, oh, it's, it's upstairs in the children's room. So maybe if I go up there, I'll, I'll walk in the door and my memory will be jarred. And I'll remember it. So I walk in the door. Nothing. <laughs> okay? I go, maybe it's in the back, okay? Maybe she wanted me to go in the back storage area. So I go back there. I'm like, this is really bad. I don't know what this is. So I finally had to, to call her and say, what am I supposed to get again? She says, it's, the paint. it's in the 31 thing and it's in the, you know, the, the paint. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember now. Okay, hey, you know what? If you need to call and check in, check in with God. Call and check in with him because you're sent on a mission. I need to be about his business when I'm living my life. He says, I've, I've filled you with love and I want you to give it out. But if you don't know what you're supposed to get or give, how are you going to accomplish it? How are you going to accomplish it? So, look, God doesn't care how many times we call him on the cell phone. He's not, he's not disappointed. Golly, I told you that. Can you not remember? No, he's saying, look, hey, check in. Check in with the list. Here's the written list right here. He's written it down right here. There's lots written down already that I don't even have to pray about. You know, some people pray about things that God's already said things about. Okay, you don't have to pray about it if God's already said it, so you need to know what God says. It's been written down. 
And so the other thing is, if you need to pray about it because you can't remember, ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you know, in this passage, isn't it interesting that Jesus says, breathe on them, says receive the Holy Spirit? Because, look, you're not going to do this without Him. You're not going to do this without the, the power and the presence of God in your life. And it's the Holy Spirit that's going to bring those things to, remember, to your remembrance. There's a scripture where it says, hey, when you don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit is going to give you the words to say. So when you're at the store and you've forgotten why you're there, ask the Holy Spirit to bring to remembrance the purpose for where you're at. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. I'm going to do one more and then we're going to close. i got two more. We're going to do one more. Because... I think that one was getting us. So John 3.17. This is the last scripture we'll read. John 3.17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We've got to get this. Because I can't come the truth with condemnation. I can't come with the truth in order to beat somebody down. I've got a truth. I've got to come with the truth that's meant to rescue and save. Jesus came not to condemn, he came to save. Too many times the church has gotten a bad name, the people of God have got a bad name because we're all about con- condemning people. Here's what you did wrong. Okay, look, and we, I'm not saying we don't need to know what we did wrong, but there's a time and a place, if all I hear is what I'm doing wrong, I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> Nobody wants to hang out with someone that tells them all the time, Man, you messed up. I wanted this and you did this. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, negativity. We don't want that. That's not going to encourage someone to say, man, I want to be a part of the family of God so everybody can tell me how bad I am. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus says, here's how I was sent in the world. I was sent to save, not condemn. So as I am sent, I got to remember, I'm on a rescue mission. I'm not on a condemnation mission. I'm not on a teardown mission. I'm on a lift up, reach out, reach out, and rescue mission. As the Father sent me, Jesus is sending us. So I have to think, am I communicating the truth to this person to rescue them? Or am I communicating the truth to them because I know the truth and they don't and they need to know what I know? There's a difference. Some people get stuck because they're, they, they're so into speaking the truth that they fail to speak the truth in love. And it's only the two together. It's the two together that have the power. So I've got to speak the truth, share the truth, live the truth in love. That's enough for today. I think God's, God's got us for today. Amen? Hey, let's stand and we're going to pray and fellowship some more. Lord, we just thank you that you have promised to be with us. Lord, thank you, first of all, that you've given us your love. I pray for every single heart in here. I pray right now for every single heart. I say, I command these hearts to be open to the love of the Father right now. Be open to the love of the Father. I pray for encounters with you. I pray for encounters with your love for every single person in this room and for the people that aren't here that we know and love, God. We pray for them to encounter the love of Father God. Let that be the first thing that touches people from our lives because it's the first thing that touches us from your life. So we choose to walk in that love 
and to go as you have sent us, God. Help us be intentional. Help us be aware. Help us be listening to your spirit, God. Let us be tuned in. You're the one that empowers us. You're the one that leads us. You're the one that fills us. You're the one that causes us to have strength to be who we're supposed to be where you have sent us. And we thank you for that, God. Help us be mindful. Help us be intentional. Lord, give us fresh ideas. Lord, it doesn't have, we're not reaching the world this week. We're just doing what you called us to do this week. If it's one thing, if it's one person, if it's one word, if it's one prayer, if it's one phrase, whatever it is, God, we, wanna, we just want to be a part of what you're doing. And so give us eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us each and every day. Help us get to know our neighbors. Help us get to know those in our, that you have placed us to live around. Lord, some people, you moved into that neighborhood because we lived there. Lord, they thought they were moving for them, but you had a plan. You said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of influence them so that they can be around you. Lord, help us be, be aware that we're those people. We're the light. We're the light of the world. Lord, we want to shine brightly. Lord, we thank you that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never overcome it. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. Fellowship. If you still need prayer, we'll grab, grab somebody and pray with them. And we'll